0: Welcome into another edition of the Dynasty Blueprint. I'm your host, Ryan McDowell, I'm joined as always by Matt Williamson, and joined as always on Thursdays by Ray Garvin. Ray, how's it going, brother?
1: I am well. How are you two doing this evening?
0: Fantastic. Yep, doing well. Uh, if you missed last week, this is our new second show of the week. Uh, The plan here is to cover one incoming rookie prospect every week. We've got our buddy Ray Garvin from DLF and from the Destination Devi podcast to do that. Uh, He he did a great job last week with C.D. Lamb. This week, one player I'm not not quite sold on yet. Mm. We'll uh, we'll find out what Ray thinks about J.K. Dobbins. He is a junior running back from Ohio State, 5'10". 217 pounds just 21 years old ray tell us what his ohio state career was like
1: well you know uh ryan we'd like to start with an interesting fact right we want to give the people a fun fact about mr jk dobbins and i i i take um, a lot of pride in this because he's from my home state of texas so i have to show him some extra love so coming out of high school you know he was literally one of the most athletic recruits in the nation and a lot of people hear about spark score spark 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 what is that and essentially nike runs these combines uh, for high school kids throughout the nation and it's supposed to determine who the best athlete at these spark nike combine events are and spark stands for speed power agility reaction quickness and he was the most athletic recruit in the 2017 class which included Cam wow. Akers, which included Jalen Rager, which included CeeDee Lamb. But Dobbins, he ran a 4 4 4.09-20-yard short shuttle. And get this, a 43.1-inch vertical jump, which is absolutely <laughs> ridiculous. Now, the downside to this is spark score hasn't been the best correlation of uh, fantasy football points and successful NFL players and no other running back has hit a 43-inch vertical jump since. Do y'all want to take a guess of an NFL running back? The last person to hit 43 inches. Let me give you a, a hint. He also went to school in Texas. Oh, man. Uh, wow. Cedric Benson came to mind. I
0: don't think he's got a 43.
1: Played Bert. for the Seattle Seahawks, for the Indianapolis Colts. We loved him in Dynasty. We kept stashing him. Oh, boy. Oh, thinking boy. he would break out.
0: <laughs> oh, yes. Now I know. I, I tried to get this guy out of my yeah. mind.
1: Christine. Yes. Kristen Michael. Yes. See yeah. Mike. Yes. So there's only been one running back who's hit that mark uh, since 2006. So let's hope J.K. Dobbins does not follow that same career path. Wow.
0: Yeah, I, I hope not.
1: <laughs> but to your point, Ryan, his his career at Ohio State, it was fantastic. I mean, three years, 1,000 yards every season that he's been there. Over 20 receptions every season that he's been there. Uh, Has not missed a game in his Ohio State career. He only has five career fumbles. You know, a career 6.2 yards per carry rusher. Uh, There's a lot on his profile when you're just looking at the raw data. And and you said his his measurables, 5'10", 217, probably come in close to 220. So just looking at what he did from a true freshman, true sophomore, true junior... There's a lot to like just based off of the numbers about what J.K. Dobbins did in the Big Ten uh, throughout his collegiate career.
2: So I got a quick question for you. These numbers are terrific. Like you said, it didn't exactly work for Michael, obviously. Does Dobbins tape pass the eyeball sniff test of the athleticism, the burst, the speed, the agility, all those things? Y-
1: y- yes and no. Now that's yes. high standard. Yes and no. Does he does he look like a four four running back to me? No. Does he look like somebody that has the burst of someone that can jump almost forty four inches in the in the vertical leap? No. But that's it's not to say that he looks bad, right? I, sure. And, and I he he just he's the one of the hardest guys for me to figure out Matt Uh, Dobbins is he's good at everything and when you're talking about somebody who was the most athletic kid in the country I feel like saying good is undervaluing or underappreciating what he is or what he could be but I, I I'm still not just head over heels for JK Dobbins like some other people in the community who have him ranked running back one in this 2020 class
0: before we get a little further into the film, and that is your specialty, as we mentioned last week, Ray, tell us about the numbers. What what does the data say on J.K. Dobbins? Dig a little deeper into those numbers for us,
1: right? So, if if you hadn't seen any Ohio State tape, the first thing that would alert me is, okay, as a true freshman, he had almost uh, you know almost fifteen hundred total yards, and then as a sophomore, why did he have more carries? Yet his yards per carry, I mean. as a true freshman, it dropped to 4.6 yards a carry. He went from 1,400 rushing yards to, you know, just cracking 1,000 yards. You know, his receptions were well. He had more touchdowns. And then he comes back his junior season and he rushes for 2,000 yards, 21 TDs. His yards per carry average goes up back to 6.7. So it's just looking at the raw data, there's a lot of sort of, okay, what happened that middle year. Why was Mike Weber taking all of his carries? Hmm. But I I really want to focus on what he did in 2019 from a a data and raw numbers analytics, uh, analytics standpoint from the running back position. And everything that I'm going to be talking about today, everything that you're hearing from the data side, we're excluding the Big Ten Championship and the one college football playoff game. So, We're just looking at what he did throughout the regular season, and when I'm looking at running backs, uh, you guys, I want to see how they do on those situations down in distances where it's an obvious running down, right? First and 10. Most teams are going to come out, establish the run, first and 10. Second and medium, you want to get your running back the ball, pick up the first down, keep the chains moving. And then third and short, we need to pick up a first down. Can J.K. Dobbins grind out those tough yards? Can he be efficient and effective on first down? And the answer, unequivocally, is yes. He was very productive in those situations in 2019. And just some context behind that, he had 119 carries, Matt, on first and 10 situations for 800, 437 yards, averaged 7.1 yards per carry and 25 first downs. So, Hmm. I mean, that's that's not bad. On first down, he's almost got 1,000 yards on first down situations. Second and medium, what did he do? He had 38 carries, 295 yards, average 7.8 yards a carry, 12 first downs on those situations, and then the money down, right? Third and short, you got to pick up the first down. What did J.K. Dobbins do? Carried the ball 20 times on third and short situations, picked up 16 first downs, 137 yards, and averaged 6.9 yards a carry. So when you're just looking at him as a rusher in those situations, he was very, very productive. Qu- question for you: Obviously, where he played, he
2: was with the, the the Buckeyes. Were playing with the lead quite a bit, and there's probably some fourth quarters that he didn't even put his helmet on. And I know this is an impossible question to answer, but if he was at Kentucky or Pitt, would he have been as productive?
1: That's that's hard to say, right? I would sure, I would like course. to say yes. I'd like to bank on the talent and say he would be productive but Matt you touched on a really good point. Ohio State had one of the best rushing uh, rushing offensive lines in college football. Pro uh, mm-hmm. football outsiders, I believe across the board they were top 10 in the country in wow. standard downline yards and you know stuff rate. I mean, he he wasn't getting touched a lot. I believe for his season he only had I think it was like 16 or 17 negative plays rushing the ball and that's wow. off of 301 carries. So would he do it at Kentucky? Would he do it at a school like that? I don't know, uh, but what he did do in 2019, 48 of his t- 44 of his touches went for 8 yards or further, 17 of his touches went for 14 plus yards, and then he had 19 touches in 2019 that went for 21 yards or more. And Matt, you talked about the fourth quarter, right? You said he probably didn't even Absolutely. have his helmet on. Uh, he didn't. He only touched the ball twenty. <laughs> he, he only touched the ball twenty six times in the fourth quarter in twenty nineteen. So uh, much like we saw with Travis Etienne, and we'll see with Travis Etienne and some of the other elite rushers. Even though Etienne's not coming out, um, they didn't play in the fourth quarter. They just didn't play. They had a commanding lead. They have another running back at Ohio State named Master Teague, who's very good. So. In the situations where J.K. Dobbins was asked to run the ball, he was beyond efficient, beyond effective, and beyond dynamic in 2019. Uh, He accounted for 28.7% of his team's scrimmage yards. The next closest guy, the next closest player, had 13% of his team's total scrimmage yards, and that was another running back, Master Teague.
2: And that includes the fourth quarters that are he's not even in the game
1: right he's not He's not even playing. He's hanging out on the sidelines with justin fields and and, and <laughs> Ryan Day and company. Uh, so you know from a data standpoint, very very very, very efficient, very very effective. And uh, one other thing that I wanted to look at, and I owe this data to a good friend of mine, Garrett Price, who dug into uh, Jonathan Taylor, DeAndre Swift, and J. K. Dobbins. And he wanted to see how these running backs fared versus top 40 defenses and how they fared against defenses that were not inside the top 40. And, uh, you know, he, he the parameters that Garrett put in place were the running back had to average either 10 carries per, per game, so basically they're the main running back for their team, and it excludes the Big Ten title game and one college football game. But in three seasons where J.K. Dobbins averaged 10-plus carries in a game, Thirteen of those games came against top forty rushing defenses, okay? And twenty-six of those games came against non-top forty rushing defenses, hmm. or he either had like six carries because they played, I don't know, Shadron State. That's where I went to school at. So <laughs>
2: <laughs> So you're allowed to make fun of him.
1: Yeah, I can make fun of him. <clears throat> uh, Though those games where he played those thirteen games versus top forty rushing defenses, he averaged nineteen point four six carries for 121 yards and averaged 6.22 carries a game. In the games versus non-top 40 rushing defenses, he averaged less carries, 15 carries a game, 94 yards and 6.0 yards per carry. And I'm not going to spoil some of the data for Jonathan Taylor and DeAndre Swift, but he was by far the best rusher versus best rushing defenses Hmm. Of those three running backs who were eligible for the 2020 class. So when he played against top competition, he was showing up and showing out.
2: Quick question and take it back a step two. First of all, his run blocking was great. I mean, I'm not trying to cut down on him, but we know that. Not that Swifts or Taylor, Taylor Swift, was necessarily <laughs> bad. Um, but you mentioned a couple minutes ago, he had quite a few 15 or 20-yard runs and longer. And you also mentioned he was a spark freak, but is he taking him to the house like Barkley did at the college level? Like, if he's in the open field, is it over? And do you think it would be at the NFL level, just home run eighty-yarder type runs? He's not like Saquon, that is what what that side. No, I, I don't.
1: I don't. I don't think so. I have seen him house some long runs, right? Mm-hmm. But there are also times where, I mean, he just did it in the college football playoff game versus Clemson. He broke loose. And was was run down uh, close to the goal line. I I don't think, I I think he can hit top end speed quickly. I don't know how long he can sustain it for. So okay. I know there was a play this past NFL season where Leonard Fournette, Leonard Fournette against the New York Jets busted free for like a seventy yard run, and I was just praying for him to get in the end zone, and he was ran down by Jamal Adams. I I don't think he has that type of elite breakaway speed but he's not slow if that makes sense
2: mm-hmm. Oh, it absolutely does and it's really not that important i mean breakaway right. speed's low on the list
0: all right right great stuff on digging into those numbers tell us about what you've seen on film from jk dobbins you've you've given us some hints already dig a little deeper here
1: yeah and as i'm as i'm talking to you guys i feel like i'm talking myself into a ranking change i feel like i need to open up ah. the dlf engine and um <laughs> Change my ranking here live uh, on the on the Blueprint podcast, but I, I'm not I'm not gonna do it. But I, I might do it when we get off the get off the show. But
0: it would <laughs> it wouldn't be the first time.
1: Yeah. It wouldn't be the first
0: time that's happened on this show. I'm
1: really talking myself into it, and I was thinking about the whole ride home because the film it's it's really good. I mean, it's really good. But then that's the problem, right? It's just really good to me. It's not great. There's nothing I I don't see. He has, let's start with the good. Okay. Agility plus agility for him. I have on my notes, he's got good speed. I don't believe he has elite speed. He has very, very good balance, very good contact balance. There's a play against Indiana where he just, if you freeze frame it and you look at his linear, his body lean, uh, compared to the line of scrimmage, the 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 black dirt that's kicked up. I mean, his his balance is phenomenal. He can catch the ball. 20-plus receptions every year that he's been in Ohio State. I want my running back that can stay on the field in third-down situations. You don't have to pull him off of the field. He can catch the ball. His vision, plus vision, and that's one of those things that it's very difficult to to judge off a of broadcast film and Uh, some stuff that we have going on. We've got some access to some all 22 college tape and you can really see it from the reverse angle where we see the hole and we're hoping the player sees the hole and JK Dobbins not only sees it, he hits it uh, with a lot of burst with a lot of authority. I mean, his vision is fantastic. Agility is fantastic. He's got good speed. The, The negatives are just sort of what we've hinted at. Everything for me is good. It's above average it's really good but nothing is just nothing just blows me away when I'm when I'm watching J.K. Dobbins whether that's film review whether that's live during the game his pass protection uh, if you watch the Clemson game that that will tell you a lot right there and it just it's not it's not very good but you know, pass pro is something that running backs can definitely work on. It's it's something that they can be, be coached and trained as long as they've got the want to hit. Um, everything is just good, not great for me when I'm watching the film with J.K. Dobbins, and that's where I have pause and reservation and not really concern. But when you're looking for that upside, I, I just don't I don't know where, where I feel what I feel about him as far as uh, some of the other running backs.
2: Let's start with the protection real quick, because to me, that's more important than ever. I mean, when when guys can't get on the field, it's almost always protection or fumbles. To me, correct me if I'm wrong, it looks like he has the body type, the athleticism, the change of direction, the balance to be more than adequate in protection. Um, Is it technique? Is it want to that he's lacking, or is he not lacking, and he's just kind of like you said about every other facet, he's a B plus across the board.
1: I mean, you're, you're absolutely right. You've got to be able to protect the most valuable asset on the field. And that's the quarterback. Right. And I I think part of that is twofold. And I'm going to give my opinion uh, and and Matt, Ryan, please jump in here. But I know uh, from playing collegiate athletics, there really is only so much time that these student athletes have to spend on the field. Right. Mm -hmm. And, I can speak from experience. The The coach is not about to take, you know, an hour of practice time to go over pass protection with these running backs. I mean, it's, it just, it doesn't happen like that. They just don't have the time to spend to work on some of the small nuances of the game. So while it's very important, I like to, what I look for is a willingness. Will you try? Okay. Is he, is the running back just terrified of contact? Wants no part of hitting. Is sort of just getting out of the way of defenders, or will this player at least stick his nose in there and it's just bad technique? When I'm looking at J.K. Dobbins, I think it's more technique than want to because he's a physical player. And, you know, Ryan again alluded to his stature. He's built very well. I mean, he's thick. There's nothing wiry or lean or frail mm-hmm. about him. I mean, just. Look at his head. His head is massive, like Ezekiel Elliott-type head, right? That big head, big <laughs> neck, thick thighs. Uh, I, I don't think it's a, a want-to. I think it's a technique issue.
2: Real quick, quick story. During his rookie minicamp, Jalen Samuels sat next to me on the radio, and I asked him—it was like his second practice that was on Steelers— and I asked him, I was like, so where do you think you are in protection? He's like, never done it once. <laughs> like okay <laughs> if we threw the ball i went out on the route you know like there's a lot, and that's not
1: that uncommon that is it they just don't they don't have time for that we need to get we mm-hmm. need to install our plays we got to get ready for michigan you yeah. know they, they just don't have time to work on some of those little subtleties that will keep you off of the field at the next level
2: they don't do backs on backers and you know
1: no Ray, who
0: does uh, who does J.K. Dobbins remind you of? Let's, let's talk about a play comp, and, and again, this is based on style. This is not a prediction of statistics or what type of career the player might have, but when you do watch him, who does he remind you of?
1: I'm not going to lie to you two. I'm not going to lie to the people listening to this show. This question is the hardest question that I think I've had to answer in a long time because the honest truth is, I don't know. Like, can I, I don't, can I throw one out? Yeah, throw one out.
2: Ninety percent of Zeke Elliott.
1: <laughs> Matt, I, I, I'm not going to. Uh, I'm not going to go that far. Okay? okay, I'm not. I'm not gonna. He. These are the names, and I've asked some people today. I, I was thinking about it earlier today, and I just asked a couple of people that I communicate with on Twitter. What's your comp for J.K. Dobbins? This is what I heard. So, this just tells you the varying range Christine of, of comps. Christine Michaels. <laughs> that was my comp. That was my comp earlier. Uh, now I'm going to get crushed on Twitter for that one. Um, I heard Curtis Martin, Fred Taylor, Clinton Portis, Josh Jacobs, and then I heard J.K. Dobbins. <laughs> I mean, and I think he's a little <laughs> mix of, of all of it. If I, if you, if feet to the fire, if you're telling me, Ray, you got to pick somebody right now who's his comp. I would probably say Josh Jacobs, and and the reason why I would say that is Josh Jacobs was good at just about everything and great at nothing. Uh, he was good a good pass receiver. He didn't have nearly pro- the production uh, of J.K. Dobbins, so I don't want to compare him from a production profile standpoint, but just how they play. I, I guess I would say J.K. Dobbins. I mean, uh, I would say uh, Josh Jacobs, but I, I feel like he's just J.K. Dobbins. He's B, you just said it, Matt. He's B plus across the board mm-hmm. on everything. But I, I don't. This is this is one of the hardest play style comps that that I, I I can do one for Jonathan Taylor, for DeAndre Swift, for Lin Bowden Jr. But for J.K. Dobbins, I, it, this one is just it's tough for me to 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 narrow that down. Uh, I'd be interested to hear what Ryan thinks.
0: Yeah, I, I, as I mentioned last week, I feel like I have a hard time with comps, but when I hear them, it it, it just feels right, you mm-hmm. know? And when you said Clinton Portis, that one kind of, I, I perked up a little bit when I heard that. That makes a little bit of sense when I, uh, what I've seen from Dobbins uh, because he, he does have that power. He can catch the ball as, as you've talked about, can do a little bit of everything. Uh, I, think, I think Portis might be the one that sounds uh, the best to me. Ray, let's talk about Uh, An ideal landing spot. There's a lot of teams in the league that need a running back. Which one do you think, uh, or give us one or two if you want? Which ones make them the most sense for Dobbins?
1: I would love, absolutely love to see J.K. I've got two landing spots for me where if if he hit those, I would probably be looking at taking him first overall in a in a dynasty rookie draft. And that first spot spot is Indianapolis. If he the Colts. Uh, behind that offensive line with Frank Wright wow. calling the plays. I-, I think Dobbins would be a home run, just a home run selection, a home run running back. I'd be interested to see where he would end up as far as overall dynasty ADP in Indianapolis, playing in in that dome, uh, you know, majority, what, eight times out of the year uh, in that offense. And, and, and if, let's just say – Let's just say Indy takes, and, and I, I know Ballard is a, is a heck of a, a GM, but if they go with Jacoby Brissett another year, and you know Marlon Mack, he's good when he's on the field, but he's good when he's on the field. I think they would be a nice one-two punch. You still have Naheem Hines there. Uh, I think Indianapolis would be a home run landing spot for J.K. Dobbins. They, they think, also
2: have the Redskins early second pick. Oh, they do. They yeah, they in the in the sweat trade, they picked up that early second which might be a perfect landing spot for.
1: Well, that that's not half bad and you see what happened. Jonathan Williams started a couple of games and ended up an RB1 last year. Can you imagine if that was JK Dobbins back there? Uh mm. so I like the Colts. I also like Tampa Bay. I sure. love I would love him with Bruce Arians to get his sort of uh, David Johnson of the future. He is not a he's not as good as David Johnson in the, is in the receiving game. DJ at Northern Iowa legitimately played wide receiver. He was a receiver that converted to running back. But J.K. is more than capable out of the backfield catching passes. He's physical. Uh, he better pass block because we know Bruce Arians does not care for the uh, running backs who miss uh, blitz pickup assignments. But I think Tampa Bay and uh, Indianapolis would be great landing spots. I'm trying to stay away from saying the Kansas City Chiefs. I mean, uh, let let me tell you something right now, Ryan, Matt. The Chiefs could draft me right now. They can pick. They only have to draft me. Just <laughs> I'm I'm, ava- I'm available. I still have two working knees, and I'd be an RB two at worst <laughs> behind, in that Kansas City Chiefs offense. So I'm trying to stay away from 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 using the Chiefs. But I think Indianapolis. In Tampa Bay would be two good landing spots for JK. All
2: right, one quick thing to run by you. My, my Steeler co-host and I have been lobbying for Dobbins with the 49th pick to the Steelers. My hunch is that's pie in the sky for Steeler fans, especially after he tears up the combine. That's probably not going to happen. At four, he'll be gone by then.
1: And that's why I was trying to pick teams that I think would have a high second-round pick, uh, mm-hmm. Tampa Bay, I didn't know Indy had a high one, but that makes sense now. It's you know I, I knew it, I knew it. You didn't have sure. to tell me that. I knew they had Washington, <laughs> right? Uh, but I, I, because I don't, running backs in the first round, I think they're wising up. NFL teams are wising up to doing that, and with this deep of a class, I don't think you really have to. So if you're sitting at the top of the first, you know, unless Pitt makes a move, I can see JK in that in that Steelers uh, in that Steelers uniform, and if he does that, that'd be a. That would be, and I even heard Lev Bell, a, a, a more hmm. and not so patient version of Le'Veon Bell. That was another one of the comps that I heard for JK today. So, goodness, I mean, there are some, some, some delicious looking landing spots for some of these running backs. I wonder if
2: Baltimore will be in that market. Ingram can't be long for this league. I don't think.
0: Eh,
1: probably don't not
2: think this Ingram, year.
0: Uh, probably not that early, yeah. I would think. Let's, let's wrap it up today, uh, Ray, with talking about. His uh, J.K. Dobbins dynasty value. He is one of those top five players, and it, it's it's so great to think about a, a prospect like Dobbins. Uh, e- even though you and I are still st- still need to be convinced a little bit, but we we are convinced he he's in that top five group. And I mean, this is a guy that could go anywhere from one hundred one to one hundred five in rookie drafts. He is one of those top three running backs, along with uh, Swift and Taylor, as you mentioned. Taylor Swift <laughs> Makes makes Matt happy uh, So he'll be a top five rookie pick He will be a top one of those top three running backs And in, in startup drafts I think he's going to be a top 20 running back Top 25 running back at worst uh, Immediately We'll have those rookies in our ADP next month I can't wait He's going to be a fourth or fifth rounder In those startup drafts You're going to have to pay a price Not getting a discount on J.K. Dobbins at all
1: So I'm looking at our our ADP over on DLF for for January, and I'm just looking at some of the running back names. And I'm just asking you right now, just without landing spot, would you rather Chris Carson or J.K. Dobbins?
2: Dobbins. I bet Carson's not even a league in three years. I mean, he runs so hard. Yeah, I like him. I just don't think he's long for the world.
1: All right, I got yeah, I got one more for you. Then I got Todd Todd Gurley or J.K. Dobbins. Oh,
0: Dobbins. Not 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 close. How about Carry On? Okay, I, not close. Okay. okay,
1: so now you're already pushing. I mean, Carry On is 14th. So right, you're
0: right. <laughs> well to me. To me, Carry On is overvalued. Okay, uh, at, at 14, but you're talking about Swift Taylor and Dobbins. Taylor These Taylor Swift <laughs> and Dobbins. <laughs> These guys. I mean Melvin Gordon's thirteenth. Yep. Right. Are you are you trading Melvin Gordon for a top three or top four rookie pick? Yes. Or are you trade? I'm sorry. Are you trading one of those picks? No. For Gordon? Absolutely no not. No. Every everybody wants those picks. Yeah. So, yeah. When I said top twenty five running back, I, I was I was actually really underestimating these guys. Miles Sanders. Yeah. I think that's that's, that's a, yeah, the conversation. Right, right. That's the conversation. Miles Sanders is already being valued as an RB one. He's he's RB 12 overall right now in our ADP, but these three guys are going to be in that miles Sanders range. And the one, whoever lands in Tampa Bay is going to be pushing Nick Chubb and Joe Mixon and Leonard Fournette for that top eight or nine spot. So yeah, yeah, Top top twenty five, wipe that out. Forget I said that. We're talking more top fifteen, yeah. and, and pushing for an RB one spot for all three of these guys. We'll get we'll get to Taylor Swift soon, but uh, <laughs> but for Dobbins, yeah, top fifteen running back. I mean, yeah. he'd have
2: to land in a dreadful spot not to be a top six rookie pick, right?
1: Yeah, I, yeah, yeah, oh yeah.
2: And I can't even imagine what it would be that's even reasonable. I mean, like Dallas isn't going to draft them, you know? Right. Right. Yeah. You know, I
1: saw somebody said Jacksonville. Someone said Jacksonville, and I, I, I don't, don't think know. they'll bring can...
2: Fournette back after his first contract.
0: It, yeah, it would just be a year of waiting. Yeah. All
1: right.
0: So that's that's what we're going to end up with 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 one of these guys. Maybe it's not the top three. You know, maybe it's Acres that we have to wait a year on, or maybe it's um, you know a couple of the guys that are a little bit lower. Zach Moss is probably not going to be drafted to be a starter. So outside of those top four running backs, you're gonna to have to wait and, and that's okay. Yeah. That doesn't doesn't mean we're we're scared off of them. Right. Ray, really good yeah. stuff as always for JK Dobbins. We've got C D Lamb and JK Dobbins in the book. Uh we'll figure out who we're gonna do next week. I can't wait. This is becoming my favorite show of the <laughs> week to do and and I've I've got two or three pages of notes about these guys. I'm I'm learning. I think all our listeners are learning. We appreciate you, Ray. And we'll be back next time with more Dynasty Blueprint.